So quick disclaimer, I'm going to be talking about sex quite a bit. So if you are playing this on a loudspeaker or, you know, your kids are in the car or some shit, then you can either wear earphones or give them earphones or chase them away or some shit. I don't know. But before I even get into starting the podcast, we have a scandal that we need to talk about. And no, don't worry, Kabiwa Jesus hasn't gotten another one of his cousins pregnant. At least not that I'm aware of. What I do want to talk about is the Kenya Medical Supplies Agency scandal, aka the Kemsa scandal, which recently came out and was televised, whereby they lost about 1.1 million condoms. Like, how the hell do you lose? How the hell do 1.1 million condoms leave a facility and no one bats an eyelid? Like, now you're gonna have people from government offices that usually rely on those free condoms in the bathrooms going to their side chick's place and once they've removed their clothes and they're about to go in, their side chick's probably looking at them like, nigga, haven't you forgotten something? And then this guy is gonna have to explain himself and be like, sorry, I, I know we usually do it with a condom, but just bear with me because they were stolen. And I can't buy condoms from the local chemist because that guy knows my wife. The number of side chicks that now are going to have to take it raw simply because 1.1 million condoms were stolen is probably not even going to be that big of a number now that I think about it. Because give it a second to think it through. By the time someone has a side chick, they can probably afford to go and buy themselves some condoms. Although I can understand that some guys that are very scared of going to buy condoms from a public place. So they'll either send someone or they'll they'll order for that shit or they'll you know try and find any other way but go and get it themselves because they do not want someone knowing that they fuck with a condom on something i'm still yet to understand but anyways you know to each their own or or whatever it is that woke babes say so that they can get past shit like when you kind of think about it now the government isn't going to have as much drive to tell people to protect themselves because imagine they're busy trying to give a campaign speech on you know sexual health and shit and now they have to start admitting to you that they don't care whether you have an std or not they just don't want you getting pregnant because you know that's more people that will require maziwayanyayo for the next time some presidential candidate is actually campaigning and wants to talk about feeding you know children and shit like you kind of think about it this shit affects the NGOs as well because whenever they're busy trying to promote, you know, good hygiene practices and good, you know, practices in the bedroom and shit, now they can't use the condoms because the condoms are stolen and they're probably being sold somewhere. So now they either have to tell you to abstain or they either tell you to do it like their donors did and pull out with whatever shit you've got inside. And at that point, it's definitely going to be a hard decision to make because it's either no sex or 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 your pullout game has to be good. And at that point, you know, a lot of us guys like to delude ourselves that we have the best pullout game ever. So it'll definitely now become a fight of which woman is closer to you because your mother will tell you to abstain and your girlfriend, side chick or wife will tell you to pull out. And at that point in time now, you will have to decide. And I hope for the sake of your relationship that you're not exactly a mama's boy. Otherwise, your wife, girlfriend, or side chick might just end up coming to fuck someone else that doesn't mind pulling out. But anyways, that being said, if there is one thing that I don't need to do on this podcast, it's pulling out. 
because I've barely even started. I've barely even gone in and we most definitely don't need to pull up before all the funds began. So let us start by going in in our very obvious fashion where I start with the pleasure of huh? Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> the man on the mic. <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. I I need to compose myself so that I can do this properly. All right, all right, cool. <clears throat> the man on the mic is a man whose desire for abstinence is heavily overshadowed by his desire to pull out. He is a man who once believed that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Danverby. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show, where I make statements that I just did like a couple of minutes ago. Some people disagree with it, some people might laugh, but at the end of it, we're all doing this to, you know, get entertained and maybe gain a little bit of education. So if you do like what it is that you hear, then a nice rating and or review on the app that you're using would be highly appreciated because you know i like to be a chart topping podcaster and well you know the more reviews that you guys live the more five star reviews that are there you know the more people will feel inspired to come and listen and you know the more i can climb up the charts and shit and if you do want to feed the feedback straight to me in the name of you know your feelings on the episode or or certain things that you felt that I should have discussed, or, you know, if it's even topic ideas and shit, or tweets and shit, then you can do so on IG, and the handle is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside, and on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at D. and, you know, if you want to, follow them as well. I'm not asking you to, you don't have to, but I'd really appreciate it if you did as well. Anyways, now that I said all that, I should definitely move it on because it's a story that I mentioned me wanting to talk about last week and I couldn't because of time and I've decided to bring it up and talk about it this week. So, you know, here's me spoiling it for myself. But even before I get to that, there is something that I do want to talk about though. Like y'all remember this song that R. Kelly and Usher did called Same Girl? It was a pretty interesting song. It came out, I think it was in like 08, 09. If you don't remember it and you probably just looked for it and played it, you'd probably kind of remember it and the whole storyline of it. And the the storyline of that entire song was the fact that these guys thought that they were messing with the same girl because she had all the same looks and everything. And then they find out at the end that apparently they were twins. And, you know, both of them had been going for more or less one of the twins and they thought that it was the same babe. And that was a pretty interesting story. So imagine my surprise when I end up finding a story of a man in Congo who ended up marrying triplets. Like this guy recently got married and he's about 32 years old. He's identified as Luizo and this guy got married to triplets. Like that shit sounded interesting because when you kind of think about it, there's a lot of guys that have this whole fantasy of, you know, fucking twins and you know say probably having like a threesome with twins or some shit and it's always seemed like a pretty fascinating thing for guys to do this guy got triplets he's married to triplets like this guy is polygamous and it wasn't even his design because as he was busy telling the media people about the entire thing apparently he had met and fallen in love with one of the sisters who was called natalie and he had met her through like facebook and shit and they had been chatting for a while 
So he decides to arrange for like a physical meeting, you know, goes over to her place, you know, meets up, talks and shit. And after he met her once, twice and a bunch of times, the guy would almost regularly go over to her place and meet up with her and chill and shit. So when this guy has finally decided, you know what, I'm in love, I'm gonna ask this woman to marry me, the guy goes over to her place and eventually once the guy is like, oh, I wanna be with you in holy matrimony and shit, the other two sisters step out. And this guy is shocked because all of them look alike. They're ridiculously, you know, good looking and they all look alike. And he was confused and shit and he was like, oh, you know, I plan to marry Natalie, who the hell are you two? And the other two identified themselves. I forgot their names because I was reading the article and enjoying myself. And the most interesting part out of all of this was apparently all of them had fallen in love with him and they decided it's either you're taking all of us or none of us. Like, this is some wild shit. Like, that's some interesting shit. Like, this nigga pretty much planned his own orgy without even knowing that he was planning an orgy. Like, I'd like to think of the first night of consummation when they're like a married couple and everything or a married quadruple couple or some shit. And the fact that this guy would look at all three of them as like a triple threat match in some way. Like, the fact that he needs to fuck all three women in the same night so that, you know, there's the whole consummation shit. Because it's like, almost like, entrenched in our african roots that like the first night y'all have to do some shit and this guy just looks at all three babies and he's like well you know the first round's probably gonna take a couple of seconds the other one's gonna take a couple of minutes and the other one can probably take an hour and shit like this guy will probably go down as one of the luckiest men on the planet because even though they're twins the way i see it i don't think they all have their periods at the exact same time so this guy will never want for sex because even though one of them is taking care of the kids and the other one is on her periods and is cramping and shit there will definitely be at least one that will be willing to fuck him on any given night like it's not like all three of them will have a problem not unless if they all got attacked by like the same virus or some shit and i'm also quite curious to actually find out from this guy himself, like if I actually had the chance to, I'd probably reach out and ask if this guy has married triplets and he fucks all three of them. Because I'm guessing he probably hit it at least once or twice before they got married. Like, can he really admit if pussy is the same across the board? Or is one a little bit better? Does the other one know how to ride a little bit more? Like, did he ever go for a dick appointment a couple of times and like notice it on a bunch of different occasions, a bunch of different positions were being called the favorite position. So it's like, you know, the first time it's like missionary is my favorite position. Then the next time it's like, no, doggy style is my favorite position. Then at some point, the other ones be saying, no, my favorite position is reverse cowgirl. Like, did he ever walk out from that entire situation and think to himself, damn, like this shorty's favorite position is like all of them, like all the good ones and just like continue on with his life and shit. Like, I have tons of questions about this entire thing. But all in all, I think it is quite interesting, not just from a guy's side, but even just from the overall outlook on it you know the kids will never look at each other as like stepbrothers or stepsisters they'll just look at each other as brothers and sisters because i think there was this entire thing that people were saying about oh if if like two siblings marry another set of two siblings apparently like the kids aren't actually cousins they're more like siblings and shit like it's weird it's weird but all in all i do feel sorry for natalie's ex or whichever one of the exes because they'd have gotten three fucks for the price of one but then again at the end of all of it we still have to sing that song 
Talk to him. Anyways, that said, we should definitely move things on. So let us move it on to our main topic of today. Now, for those of you all that didn't listen to Battle of the Sexes last week, before I got onto the main topic of that episode, I spoke about this very interesting sex story that was on Maurice Madeka's IG. And I would probably advise you guys to go back and listen to the rant or, you know, the first bit of last week's episode before I get into this. But if you don't want to, it's still okay. I'll just read the story for you again. Try and cut out most of the unnecessary things because time has flown while I was busy joking about shit. And I do feel like there is something that really needs to be unpacked from this entire story and how people actually have a certain stereotype to things. So let me just read it for you right now. Uh, What the lady starts by saying, and I quote, Hi Maurice, with the current focus on the Boda Boda saga, I want your view on something I heard. It is said that Boda Boda riders are having sex with females for free rides. Why would a self-respecting woman do that? Now, Maurice Madeka responded with, I know of a woman who fucked her Boda guy because she was curious. Her curiosity came from the fact that he was well-spoken and had the physique that she liked. She invited him over, asked him to take a long shower, and according to her, that was the best fuck of her life. The brother induced orgasms where her fellow corporate colleagues had failed. The only reasons he was a Boda was due to socioeconomic reasons. His parents could not afford to educate him beyond fourth form. It is a reality that humans unfortunately judge each other and use a criteria like your career and how much you earn to assess your social value, but the truth is the vagina and the penis only respond to stimulus applied. If high value in society was a determining factor in sexual satisfaction, I would have no clients. Regardless of your social status, if you have game, no one can take that from you. Refrain from discrimination. You may have a high social value, but your penis operates like a tuk-tuk. Even pilots who fly jetliners around the world at 31,000 feet above sea level have failed a vagina at ground level. Do not underestimate soft tissue. The vagina is equally a demanding project. Alright, so that was what was said, that was what he had posted up. And honestly, once I read the entire thing, for me, like while I can get that he has his stories and he always posts them up on on his IG page and shit and I find them to be particularly intriguing, with this particular story, I felt this whole air of a stereotype and a myth kind of just popping up. Like, for me, I had a question that came right after that where I was wondering, like, even though you said that socioeconomic status doesn't determine blah, 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 why are you talking as though the rich guys, the corporate guys are going to have shit dick? Like, that was the thing that hit me because as someone who has a white collar job on the side, like, as someone who works in an office with, like, the full-on corporate setup and everything, like, does it mean that our dicks shrink or our sex game suddenly goes out the window the moment we check into an office? Like, it feels as though, in some indirect way, it's like we're being told that we're very shitty when it comes to, you know, Matt's bedroom and everything. And frankly, I feel like it's more of a stereotype rather than the truth because there's this common stereotype that's usually peddled around where it's like, oh, broke dick is great dick. And and by all means, I can understand where the entire analogy comes from. But to be very honest and to acknowledge reality for a second, it's mostly not true. 
like especially for the person that is always talking about how vaginas and penises respond to stimulus i found it particularly interesting that maurice madeka in this particular case decided to still make that socioeconomic judgment that was made on the boda boda guy and still make it seem as though oh you know it's like professional class people aren't particularly good when it comes to you know giving dick and frankly it's more of a stereotype than reality because for anyone that probably you know studies deals with or you know looks into the conjugal arts you know for a fact that there is no parallel there is no comparison when it comes to dick game and socioeconomic status like there is zero comparison that comes in there like there's broke guys that give shit dick and there's rich guys that give great dick just the same way people will believe that there's rich guys that give shit dick and broke guys that give great dick and i have a friend who actually ended up telling me about a couple of her sexual situations and to be quite honest she'd probably be the best one to refute this entire argument because this is a babe and i'm not judging her for any of this has had a fling with a married man you know who ended up becoming a sponsor she's been with old guys she's been with younger dudes and the old guys were giving her money and the young dudes you know some have put money down some were broke as fuck and she straight up told me on a couple of different occasions about how the rich guy gave amazing dick and she's also told me about how the broke guy gave shit dick like she is the stark contrast to what it is that a lot of people say and to be completely honest when you actually kind of go into the details when it comes to guys and having sex the largest majority of us guys don't even know how to have sex like Yes, we know how to have sex with the bodies that we have. And I said this in the previous episode of Battle of the Sexes. We know how to have sex with the bodies that we have, but we don't really, really know like the methods of like properly pleasuring women besides what it is that we're doing at that time. Because most times we're probably doing some shit that we know worked before with like a previous babe and what it is that we think might work with the current babe that's there. And it's mostly just a mishmash of that. And it's not like we know very much about stimulus or like how to pleasure a woman. Like I'd probably argue that say maybe 80, maybe even 90% of guys actually don't know how to like have sex with a woman properly besides the whole, oh, you know, probably make up maybe a little bit of foreplay and then stick it in. Like it's not like we really know. And I can't blame guys for it. Like, we know our bodies, we don't know a female's body. Like, the only reason why a woman knows how to pleasure another woman and, you know, knows where to find the clit is because she has one herself. With guys, it's sort of the same thing. We don't know where the clit is, so we wouldn't know how to go and pleasure the clit and shit. And sometimes it's it's you having a big dick and making sure that you give the strokes in a very nice frequency you know sometimes slow sometimes fast and shit and you know hoping that it actually works out and considering that it worked for the past babe and the baby before that then you know it'll probably work for this babe and for the most part that's what us guys will do it's not like we're particularly good at knowing how to fuck a babe so even the broke guys are doing the exact same thing otherwise i don't think people in the lower socioeconomic statuses would be cheating on each other as much like there's good dick and there's bad dick even on that level whether you're in the one percent elite or the 90 percent you know poor and shit like dick game is still the same like it's not a case of socioeconomic status or you know your professional qualifications or shit like dick game is still dick game and most of us are very unaware of how to actually have sex 
like we just go in and we just hope that whatever it is that we know and whatever it is that we're doing is actually what's going to work and to a pretty huge degree i honestly feel like this stereotype like this belief of you know broke dick is great dick and rich guys don't know how to fucking shit like i feel like more so than anything it's actually just designed to make people of a lower socioeconomic status feel good about themselves and just take a dump on rich guys for a bit because at the end of the day it feels a lot more satisfying to a guy that doesn't have much to know that he has amazing dick game as opposed to the so-called rich guy that possibly doesn't because if the rich guy has the money, has the looks, has the communication skills, has access to the babes, and also has amazing dick game, then it'll look like this guy has it all. And the idea of having it all is something that people do not want to have because in some way, it'll make the guy look perfect. Of which these guys aren't. And a lot of times when they're banging a babe, they're mostly banging a babe for them. They don't care that much about the babe. But either way, it's still just a bunch of people trying to take a dump on rich dudes or professional dudes or like higher level people high value men but at the end of the day it doesn't actually carry any water when you actually compare it with real world statistics so to kind of cap everything off let me just finish by saying this if the term broke dick is great dick was actually true then the babes that broke niggas would date wouldn't cheat on them or at least they wouldn't go and bang someone who's also just as broke as them. And we hear about shit like this happening day in, day out. Whether it's in slums, whether it's in the village, like you will find broke niggas being cheated on and it's another broke nigga that's banging your babe. Because at the end of the day, if that statement was true, if broke dick was truly great dick, then all of these babes would know that the guy that they have is giving them great dick. The next guy that they'll have is giving great dick as well. But at the end of it, if you're having great dick from here, why go and risk everything by going to the other place? And anyways, when you kind of think about it, considering that most of us don't really know how to have sex with the opposite sex, we're all literally just trying shit and hoping that shit doesn't go sideways. Because honestly, most of us guys knew about the tongue tornado from American Pie. But anyways, that being said, I might be wrong about any and or all of everything that's been said. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on IG. It is at break time on our side. On Facebook, it is also at break time on our side. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. And I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>